Blog Talk Radio. to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where we provide a platform to inform, inspire, and motivate our listeners, presenting you with amazing guests from entrepreneurs, authors, music artists, poets, and more. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, y'all. Uh, if you didn't know, uh, North Carolina is experiencing some weather issues, but nevertheless, we're good to go, you guys. And so uh, welcome, everyone, to the beautiful Butterfly Show. Um, I am your host, Bianca Fly, and that means you're listening to a show that's being broadcast globally, you guys. And so um, big shouts out to our friends, Um at Vibration Radio Network, as well um, as our supporters at Ambient Records um, in Kansas City. And if you're ever in Marrero, Louisiana, go check out our friends at The Shop uh, in Marrero, Louisiana. They got the best wings and daiquiris in town, you guys. So if you're ever down there, go check them out at 3609 West Bank Highway, you guys. Um, they would definitely love to uh, hear from you and all those great measures. And so, but tonight, you guys, we got a special guest. She is back in the building, um, no doubt. I'm talking about the one and the only Levon Barber, you guys. Uh, she is on tonight, and we're going to be discussing her re-release um, of her book, um, Sideline Ho. But she's also um, going to be sharing you guys some details on what you can expect uh, for the remainder of 2018 from her and so we are excited to have her on the show this evening and uh, for you guys to be a part of it also so uh, do us a favor make sure that if you have a question or comment feel free to call in the number is 347-326-9139 is the number anytime during the um, interview you would like to ask a question or make a comment all you have to do is press one if you're on the line and we're going to bring you on in so you can join the party with us but we're not going to delay any longer we're going to bring the lady of the hour on here. Levon, you there? I'm here. What's going on? How are you? I am doing great, doing great, doing great. Uh, man, people in, in North Carolina, we are avoiding um, these storms and some of these hurricane effects. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, we are making it happen. So welcome back to the show. Uh, we are glad to have you back on here. Glad to be back. 
Absolutely, absolutely. So for the folks out here, Levon, uh, this may be their um, first time uh, hearing about you, learning about you. So tell them a little bit about who is Levon Barber. Well, I am. No. Well, I'm I'm <laughs> born and raised in Chicago. Practically, mm-hmm. I have been writing my entire life, um, you could say. I found my love for writing at a very early age um, while in elementary school. <clears throat> um, I want to say I was probably in third grade or so, um, taking a creative writing class. And, like, it kind of stuck with me all the way through um, to college and everything. But, of course, I stopped doing it. And somehow, some way, it was put back in my heart and my soul to start back writing. So I currently have nine titles, if you want to count the re-release of Sideline Ho under my belt. Um, those are Girlfriends, uh, Love Mama Need Love 2, uh, Sideline Ho, of course. He said, she said, a collaboration with Angela Dell, um, Selfish Intentions, Dreams and Nightmares, and I have other projects that I'm working on, but I do plan to re-release also Girlfriends and Little Mama Need Love 2. Awesome, awesome. And so I have to ask you, uh, when you wrote, uh, when you first put out these books, did you have any idea um, that they would get the response that they have gotten uh, from some of your readers? Because some of your readers are very attached to these uh, characters. And so did you expect that? I didn't. Um, When I put out my first book, you know, um, some people were happy that I went outside of the box and then stick to what everybody else was doing because the first book was about um, three transsexuals. So um, I always try to be different. Like I don't never want my books to sound like anybody else's. Like I never want to be in anybody else's box or lane, and I try to create my own. So when I did Sideline Hold, that was initially supposed to be one book. But the response was so great from readers and other authors alike that I put out two more parts to it. And so now with the re-release, all three books are in one book. Um, Mm -hmm. They're still separated as three different parts, but there's added content to all three books. So Mm -hmm. I'll say almost uh, 85% rewrite. Oh, wow. Wow. And so what was it um, that kind of made you, because oftentimes people will, you know, ask the question, okay, well, why re-release a book? And like you said, 85% of it is a rewrite. So it's practically almost a new book um, that that people haven't been uh, pretty much exposed to. And so uh, what Mm -hmm. made you want to rewrite um, these specific books? I want to rewrite and re-release them simply because a lot of people still don't know who I am as an author. And these are titles that I released while I was with independent publishing company. So now that I'm self-published, like, I still want my catalog to look the same. You know what I mean? Like, those books had to come down. So when people started hearing about me, it was with dreams and nightmares or selfish intentions, but they had no idea that it was five other books before that. So, um, you know, to a person who don't know me, they'll probably think like, okay, she only has four books. No, I actually have nine, (laughs) you know, but (laughs) it's just a matter of getting all of them back out so that the people who are old to me and new to me can access those titles. Right. And, and and what have you found to be the way? Because a lot of times, and we've had um, this discussion um, in the past as well about getting out here um, and being, um, being heard of and being marketable um, to readers and so forth. What have you found to be the best route for you personally as far as getting your name out there, getting your books out there? <clears throat> connecting with different demographics of people um, because we see, you know, we see people on social media and they're, they, they, they pumping that book and they pumping that, those covers and, and all those different realms. And so what have you found to be um, the best way um, to get the Levon uh, Barber brand out there? I'm actually still learning the way, you know what I mean? Like it's something new to learn almost every day. Cause again, you don't want to do things the same way that other people Mm -hmm. did them regardless of if those 
methods have been uh, tried and true or not. You know, I, I right. like creating my own situations and learning the best possible for me. So um, one of the best ways that has been quite beneficial for me is when I'm actually able to go to different book events. So, you know, like traveling, trying to get in, like I did the second, no, I did the first um, book kickback. The, the ATL book kickback was five, five, six chicks. So that was me, you know, introducing myself to some people in Atlanta. Um, mm-hmm. this is the third mm-hmm. year that I'll be doing the Chicago Black Arthur Expo with Jessica Ian Watkins. So, you know, right. it's when you're from a city and people don't even know who you are. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, right. And mm-hmm. another way is interacting with people in some of the online groups, uh, book clubs, which I can't necessarily say that's been beneficial. It has with mm-hmm. one group in particular, which is Keys in the Lock. Um, but okay. almost with other groups, it's almost like you have to claw and fight for attention, and I'm not about <laughs> that. So <laughs> I don't do that. Right. You know what right. I mean? So right. I, I try to market exactly. myself on my own social media pages the best I can. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is always good. Um, you know, I think it's always good to create um, your own avenues because, as we can see with anything, if everybody drives, you know, in, in a certain same lane, it becomes oversaturated, you know, with, with too much going on. And so, you know, you just be like, okay, I'm over this, you know, um, because um, I think sometimes we lose the content, you know, we promoting what we got out here but we're losing the content um, of what we're trying to promote. And so, you know, if you're just out here, you know, throwing out stuff and so forth, uh, people aren't able to see the real content of what it is that you are trying to um, get out here. Um, and, and when it comes to books, you know, that's a valuable thing because authors depend on readers, you know, to, to make those sales and to, to get those reviews and, and all of those things. And so if you begin to um, oversaturate people, I think it gets a little, you know, uh, redundant. People are like, okay, enough of this. So it's always good um, to, to you know, try new things, as you said, you know, to pick up new things on a, a daily basis. And so, um, of course, uh, with the um, the characters um, of these books, that, and particularly the one that we're talking about tonight, um, sideline ho. Uh, and so for the folks out here, tell them a little bit. Uh, I, I feel like I sound so crazy saying that. Uh, I, and I laugh at myself for saying the title because I sound like so corny saying it. But uh, <laughs> for the folks out here, uh, tell them a little bit about um, sideline ho and the characters um, that they will meet if they haven't read it already in this book. Okay, so disclaimer. Um, initially, uh, when I started writing this book, I wanted to give a different spin on what people felt that a quote unquote sideline hope was, you know, many people think that this is a woman that is just focused on being with men who are unavailable, but the spin that I wanted to give, um, with book one was a gentleman by the name of Dion, you know, he's with his high school sweetheart, Dina, um, Dina, I'm sorry. He's with her. They have a daughter, but mm-hmm. he's not in love with her. He doesn't want to be right. with her. Like, he has love for her, and they've been together for so long, he feels that he has to be there. He didn't want to do to his daughter what he felt that his dad did to him, and that was not be available and not be there, you know, not right. be around to help raise him. So right. he meets a young lady by the name of Cammy. Cammy doesn't want or need for anything. Like, she has a great career, but it was something about him. He was like the forbidden fruit for her. And, mm-hmm. you know, as much as she knew she didn't need to be with him or she shouldn't be with him, they were so drawn to one another so magnetically that their bond was just like something that neither of them had ever experienced before. So book one is primarily their story and how they got together and where it was leading with them. Mm-hmm. So then when I came upon part two, Um, I introduced a character by the name of Story. Story is a 17-year-old girl um, who had drug-addicted parents who were murdered. So when her parents were murdered, she the only person that was willing to take her in was her Uncle Skittles, who happened to be a retired pimp. 
Now, not only was he a retired pimp, but he also was a drug addict as well. Right. So um, when things were tight for him, he used Story to provide him with his drugs. So he sold her out to um, the neighborhood guys or whatever. And um, in the midst of that, uh, she came across a young man named Drake. Um, he was just in the city visiting with family. It was like almost like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air type thing. Like he did some dirt in Philly. His mother sent him to live in Chicago with his uncle Turk. Um, but the thing was, Turk was the biggest drug dealer that the West Side of wow. Chicago had ever seen. So, but things kept happening, like horrible things would always happen to Story to where she just felt like she wanted to end her life. But every time Mm -hmm. a horrible situation would present itself, Drake would always show up like her knight in shining armor. They end up together, but he was not the guy for her, okay? Um, This also gave a backstory on Xena, who was Dion's baby mother from the first book. So she intertwined into that whole little situation with Story and Drake. Part three is pretty much everything coming to a head. Um, you know, will Story find herself? Will she succumb to all the damaging things that have happened to her? Will Cammy and Dion make it? What's it going to be with them? Like what's going on with Zena? What's going on with Drake? So it's just like this is where everybody is at and this is what – <laughs> what has occurred based off of the parts they played in these different situations. Right. When it came to the development of your characters, because um, each one of your characters um, holds so much weight because they have so much history um, behind them. Um, and you give uh, great details of, of their, of their lives and the things that have transpired with them. Was that important for you uh, to make sure that your, your characters pretty much had a life of their own and they were bringing, you know, their own substance um, to these Absolutely. Yes, yeah. that's very important. Um, I like to categorize my books as real life fiction. Um right. More often than not, the things that I write about, people can relate to it, whether it be something that they've experienced personally or something that they've seen firsthand. So, you know, everybody doesn't have it all together. You know what I mean? Like everybody doesn't live life, quote, unquote, in the way that society thinks that they should live their life. So, you know, this is just bringing a forefront to that and kind of being a voice for voiceless people, I guess you could say. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for you, um, with the development of this story in particular and what you talked about being uh, real life fiction, um, which I'm glad because a lot of times, you know, when we read uh, books and I was telling (laughs) another author this early in the week is, you know, sometimes we read books. And, and we read about certain characters, and we're like, man, this couldn't, this w- wouldn't happen in real life. There's no way possible, you know, that this mm-hmm. this would would take place. But you know, you have ma- made a way to bring your characters um, to life, and um, to where your readers um, get attached uh, to these characters. And so, for you, where did a lot of the influences uh, for the creation? Um, of your characters come from. I know. I know you probably been asked a thousand times, like, okay, are these based <laughs> off of real people? You know, like, yes. you know, Levon, are these people yes. you like really, really know? <laughs> you know what? Um, not all, but some of my characters have pieces of me, and yeah. then there are the other characters who are pretty much designed around people that I may have known or come in contact with. So, right. you know, I'm I'm a people watcher. Like, I'm very observant. So I notice things <laughs> that some people may not notice. And so I'm like, I'll see something like, yo, this person has some form of psychosis or whatever the case may be. I guess it's because <laughs> of my background where I work in social services right. and things like that too. But I right. just kind of take stuff that I see with people and like, I could write a whole story out of this <laughs> a little five-minute situation. Like, I got a whole book because of what you just did right now. Thank you. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, we do have uh, several callers on the line, you guys. And so we're going to um, take some of our um, callers before we continue on uh, with the interview tonight. And when I go to area code 925, uh, area code 4748, state your name and where you're calling from. 
my name is Angie. I'm calling from California. Hey, Hi, Angie, Angie. How you doing? Hello, love books. How are y'all? Doing great. Right. That's my boo right there. That's my boo. <laughs> so you know me. I just called in to give my support and um, tell you to keep up the good work. And um, I greatly appreciate it. So let me just ask this. Where do you see your writing career? Or where do you see you in your writing career in the next five years? Well, in the next five years, I hope to have one of these books picked up back on for a teleseries <laughs> <laughs> from my lips to God's ears. But, right. No, um, of course, my first thing will be to be a full-time writer. That's going to always be what I'm aiming for. But like I said, also, too, like I plan to see my books on the screen, the small screen as well as the big screen, even in some theater somewhere being acted out. Like I have big dreams on where I feel that my writing can go. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I believe you can get there. You know, um, Bianca, congrats to you, too, as well as always. You know, getting us authors out there to be heard and seen, and so we appreciate yes. you too. Absolutely, and Angie, I have to ask you, what do you think? Because I think you know, when authors come into the literary industry, um, most people bring something different. What do you believe that um, is is that factor um, of what um, Lavon is bringing to the literary industry? Um. You see a lot of Vaughn in her writing. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't really know her or her character, you can kind of pick up on it a little bit. Um, Vaughn is versatile. You know, she's, and because I know her too, so Vaughn, I ain't going to tell your business, but, you know, (laughs) Vaughn is is professional, you know, but Vaughn is, kind of like me, get off where you're mad at. So you kind of see okay. it in her books. You know what I mean? Right. You kind of see it in her writing, like in her character. You can right. tell when it's something that's made up, like, okay, let me say he did this. But you can also tell when she might have lived that part too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you can just kind of get in tune where it's, it's believable. Her writing is believable. I'll say that. Right. <laughs> that is awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, Angie, we definitely appreciate you calling in. And um, if you guys didn't know, um, Angie and Levon uh, actually have um, a book that they uh, collaborated together on. And um, uh, Angie, you want to tell the folks um, about that book and, and where they can go to purchase it? Um, that book is called He Said, She Said. And you can go to Amazon to purchase it, or you can contact Vaughn to get, you know, an autographed copy from her, or you could email me and get an autographed copy from myself directly as well. Awesome, 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 awesome. Well, we definitely Working appreciate it. prequel, too, y'all. Uh-oh. <laughs> See, I, this ain't my interview, so I wasn't trying to bring that up. You got that. Go ahead, We're going to bring it up. We're working on the prequel, y'all. <laughs> yeah, that it's called the main awesome. attraction, so y'all be ready for that. Oh, oh yeah. nice title. Awesome, awesome, awesome. We definitely appreciate you calling in and supporting. And uh, we hope you'll continue listening to the rest of the show. Oh, I am. I'm just put you back on mute. You know where I'm at, B. Where am I, I at? Know. <laughs> at work. At work. I thanks for the support, honey. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're gonna go to our next caller, uh, area code seven seven zero, um, last digits one four zero one. State your name and where you're calling from. This is Robert White from Atlanta. Um, how you hey, doing, Lavon? Hi, um, beautiful butterfly. Hey, how I'm you doing? good. How are you, Robert? I'm doing fine. I just wanted to ask, since Angie asked the question, so what book would you like to be on the big screen first? Uh, Girlfriend. Girlfriend. Um, all the books that I wrote, that is by far my favorite and I think my best work. Okay. Really? Okay. Yeah. And you just wrote a book with three transsexuals. Um, that's girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, okay. I'm not thinking. You yeah. know what? I finished 
the book. I just want okay. And I don't want to talk too much giveaway because I've done the review and everything, so it's coming real soon. But uh, okay. I just want to say that I love this woman here. She is so professional. She is so engaging. Oh, and she is not some of these authors I have come across. To me, it's kind of like, I'm not going to say arrogant, but got the, they bestsellers, and it's like they have that nonchalant attitude. I love her, Arthur mm-hmm. Carrie Anderson, and Angela there because they are so engaged and they support. Absolutely. 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 Oh, make me cry tonight. <laughs> and Robert and I, is super supportive Thank you so much. And when I finished the book, I, I went on and, and just went on and got selfish um, intention. Okay. I went on and got it. So I look forward. I loved it, though. I will say that. Oh, I thank <laughs> you so much. That Now, that book, that's that's my number two. That book is near and dear to my heart. And a lot of that stuff happened in real life. Wow. Oh, that's like that's very loosely based <laughs> off of my situation with my twin flame. Like, yeah. Okay. I I just wanted to say with the one I just finished, I loved it because you made the character strong, especially the female. I'm like, mm-hmm. she is not dumb at all. Because sometimes the author can just like make the female. No offense, to be so mm-hmm. nice, even dumb to me, and I'll be like, that just irritates. Mm-hmm. Me. And she wasn't that. She was like, she she had a how should I put this? She wasn't a dude, but she had the outlook, the way of a band to me. I mean, it was like. That's me in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. So not a girl. So not a I don't, you know, I don't feel that I think like what people think a normal female should think like at all. Yeah. Well, I love that. I'm not going to keep Thank you. I just want to. Congratulations on your new release on um, the sideline hole. I'm gonna have to check that one out too. All right, Absolutely. well I sure appreciate everything. <laughs> and thank you, Robert. Um, make sure you guys go check out Robert's Reading Room. Um, it is a great. Yes. Uh, he does his platform on YouTube, but he also has a page on Facebook. Um, and uh, Robert, you want to tell the folks a little bit about Robert's Reading Room before you go? Yes, I'm on, like, like you said, I'm on YouTube, it's Robert's Reading Room and Reviews, and I'm on Instagram, it's Robert's Reading Room, and my Facebook page is Robert's Reading Room and Reviews, and I'm trying to okay. work on a little something. I don't know when, but I've been trying to do it. i got some other things going on, but I'm going to be doing something, so just if you could just follow me, I will keep you up to date. Okay, awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for calling in, Robert. You're welcome. I'm going to continue to listen, thank you. Okay. Awesome. Y'all have a so awesome. You, too. you too. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And so you guys um, keep the calls coming. Um, and we got a lot of calls on the line. So y'all don't go anywhere. Hang tight with me. Uh, we we definitely going to get to you. Uh, but I wanted to ask you, out of all the books um, that you have written, um, who, um, what book and what characters um, specifically um, made you work for them, meaning this was a character like, man, okay, you, you might have wrote about them and you, you might have erased some things and then you had to go go back at it again. Who was that character that really made you work hard um, to create them? Peaches. <laughs> Peaches. Peaches is, listen, when I tell you, Peaches is everything to me. Peaches is like that meddling friend, however, she's such a mother hen. She right. has your best interest at heart. She's going to tell you the truth whether you want to hear it or not. She's going to love you so hard, and that's because she just wants to see the best for you. I right, love Peaches. Right. Peaches is in, like, three of my books. I love her. <laughs> She's just all over the place. Absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, of course, when it comes to uh, writing for you, um, a lot of people, um, as you say, sometimes they 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 get in a way of where they get in a zone, um, and they write books of a genre. For you, you um, have kind of expanded yourself um, into various arenas. And so, what is um, some other genres in particular uh, that you have interest in, in writing of? Can you repeat the last part? It broke up a little bit. Oh, sorry. Uh, what are some other genres um, that you would be interested in, in writing um, in as well? 
Well, um, I'm actually uh, writing a book that is Hoodoo-related. So I'm working on that now. Okay. Um, I've done the LGBT. Like, again, I don't mm-hmm. – my books are urban, but I don't necessarily think it's street fiction. Okay. All like okay. that. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so right. um, definitely more with the hoodoo, so I guess you can consider that paranormal. Um I'm a Gemini. It's like there's so many different layers to me. So it's just yeah. how the wind blows that day <laughs> determines what type of book it'll end up being. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, uh, what we're going to do, folks, is we're going to take a little break. We're going to come back and we're going to uh, get some more callers on the line. And we have some questions uh, coming from Facebook as well. So you guys hang tight. Uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Hey everybody, how y'all doing? This is Lyrics Brown, author of the Law to the Hustle series 1 and 2, also author of the Devil's Calling Card 1, 2, and 3, all available on Amazon. And when I'm not writing, I'm listening to Bianca Fly here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Y'all be easy. Together, a smooth, debonair man with an explosive volcano attitude? Mr. Quincy O'Reilly. A man living a secret life that he has perfected in keeping a secret. With his hidden profession, that is how he would prefer it to be. Who doesn't like the element of surprise? A true businessman by day and mysterious man by night. Will he be able to maintain the two without getting caught? Innocent and sweet doesn't mean powerless. Just ask Kaylee Jack, who has now had the chance to encounter meeting Quincy. Driven to stake claim in the one man she wants, she tackles the obstacles thrown her way. Determined that nothing will stand in her way could be deadly. What happens when Quincy's secrets are revealed? Who will be set free? Who will be pulled deeper into a mysterious world? Or will the lies and secrets destroy anyone in its path after the smoke from the gun has cleared? Check out Quiet Storm by Arthur Deidre Lachey. Available on Amazon.com and www.blackbeautypresents.com. All right, folks, and we are back. Uh, LaVon, you there? I'm here. All right, all right. And we're going to go to our next caller, you guys, uh, area code 510, uh, last digits 9882. State your name and where you're calling from. Hi, this is Carrie. I'm calling from the Bay Area. How are you? Hey, Carrie. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty okay. Hello, LaVon. How are you? I'm good. How are you there? I'm good. So my question of the day for Levon is: You mm-hmm. mentioned that um, um, that you belong to a few um, book clubs online on Facebook, and that mm-hmm. there's a little bit of a, um, I guess, for lack of a better word, because I can't remember the word you used specifically, but kind of like a dance that you have to do in order to just really gain a rapport with some of the, the members in those groups. 
So mm-hmm. my question is to you is how important is your your author presence? Like, do you feel like there's a, a specific line that you should not have to cross in order to gain readers? And if so, absolutely. what is that line? And then how do you <laughs> see your author presence? I don't feel like I'm present enough. And I say that simply because um, at this stage in the game, I should be more known than I am. However, mm-hmm. I like being an underdog because when you're mm-hmm. the underdog, they don't necessarily see you coming because they don't feel mm-hmm. like maybe you have what it takes or you're not there just yet. Um, right. But it's almost like a song and dance type of thing. It's like you have to audition for people mm-hmm. to read mm-hmm. your books. And I understand a lot of, I call them new age readers. A lot of the new age readers are not from that time where, you know, in the early 2000s or whatever, when we have to wait two, three, four, ten years for a part two to a book. <laughs> um, they didn't have mm-hmm. access to the authors like they do now. And so it's almost right. like, well, you're not popular, so you have to, you know, you you have to put on the little bojangles and and just do this mm-hmm. whole little thing. And I'm not about that life. Um, either either we gonna start conver- you know, conversating, and it leads to a sale, or it's not. But I, yeah, no, I don't do all of that. Right. I'm not. Yeah. Right. And I guess that's also part of the whole. They want to see your face before they buy your book. Which I don't Absolutely. Understand. And then they okay. want to see who else has read you. Um, there, there was a situation um, in a book club, I will not name it, um, and it wasn't to me particularly, but it was to someone else. And this person was, mm-hmm. you know, going through her spiel on trying to get the readers to try her books. And, you know, mm-hmm. one of the readers started tagging other readers. Have y'all read her? Because if y'all haven't read her, then I know I'm not about to waste my time. So it's like mm-hmm. it's one thing to take – someone's wow. recommendation on a book but when you are blatantly disrespectful to this young lady and you're telling her because mm-hmm. these other people who you think just has the key to the best books in life have not read her <laughs> so now you can't like what type of what is that what is that all about like I don't I don't like people who follow like I can't get jiggy with that <laughs> I can't do it so no. <laughs> right <laughs> right Especially yeah. when the culture in the early 2000s and um, the mid to late 90s was that, you know, you didn't have that that network of people. You saw a book, you picked it up, mm-hmm. and if you thought it was interesting enough, you spent your money and bought the book and read it. Absolutely. And if you didn't like the book, then you didn't like the book. You could probably blog about it, but that was about it. But, you know, mm-hmm. it, the the culture has changed. So, yes, I totally agree. So yes. with that, your goal is to um, is to be a full-time writer. Um, would yes. you say that maybe in the next five to seven that that is actually something that you'll be able to do? I'm trying to put myself in a position to be able to do that. I'm definitely, because I, I was not designed to work for anybody for all of my life and just that. Like, this is not life. This is not what I was put here to do. So... Some way, somehow, I'm going to get that bag to do what I have to do so that I can tell my job, you know what, deuces, I'm not even cleaning off my desk. I'm just gone. Y'all can have it all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Understood. Is, Understood. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, well congratulations yeah. on the sequel to He Said, She Said. I'm looking forward Thank to you. it. Thank you. What's the name of the What's the name of the follow up book? Um, it's the prequel, actually. Uh, it's the main event. Um, so the this main is main event. story rather than Walter and Shayla. Since okay. Maine was one of the oh. most, he was one of the big characters, and everybody wanted to know what is up with this dude. Like, why did this happen to him? So now right. they can see why it led to that. Okay. Oh, yes. I remember him very well. So I cannot yeah. wait to read that. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to get it to you guys as quickly as we can. Awesome, awesome, awesome. 
And um, Carrie, we definitely appreciate you calling in, and we hope that you'll continue listening to the rest of the show. I definitely will. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And um, and I wanted to talk about um, Levon because um, you definitely have a way of of not uh, involving yourself into, you know, some of the literary uh, dramas (laughs) that can take place um, and so forth. And so uh, that can be challenging, um, especially for um, new authors coming into the literary industry. And so uh, we had um, a listener by the name of Kayla. Uh, She wants to know, how do you avoid um, the drama um, and, and the naysayers um, and stay focused on what you're doing. She says, I find at times that I feel like I'm setting myself back because I'm so concerned on what people via social media think of my writing. Mm, see, the first rule to this is to have a thick skin. Yeah. I'm I'm a person that if it does not directly involve me, I do not care what's going on. Like I'm not that girl. I've never been. And so yeah. I have people that may hit me up in the inbox or even call or text my phone like, "Girl, did you see such and such?" No. No, when I go on Facebook, <laughs> I go on there to promote and I'm at work or I'm writing or I'm doing something. I'm I don't allow that to right, right. overshadow what I have going on. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. once you start getting into one person's situation, then here come more and more and more. Like, I don't live for drama. The drama that I get is on TV. I, from these fake reality TV shows, I don't need all of that. But <laughs> if writing is something that, you know, that she wants to do, or anybody that's listening, if that's something that you want to do, you have to know that, number one, Everybody is not going to like everything that you put out. You have to be okay with that. As long as your soul is happy with your work, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about it. You know what I mean? And on top of that, be kind of careful of people who, oh, my God, you did this, you did this, you did this. Uh, There are some genuine readers out there and authors alike that read who like your writing style and actually like what you're doing. And they will follow you, but then you have those people who are trying to get close to you for a reason. So you have to be able to discern the difference between this is somebody that really enjoys my work and this, or is this somebody that's latching on to me thinking that I can pave a way for them or get them something that they ultimately can get themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you think that when it has come to the literary industry that people and, and I don't know if people don't realize how just how big the literary industry is. And so when we see people, whether it's in the literary in literary industry or what what other um industries, when we see people click up and, and kind of become it creates this, you know, that that crab in the barrel mentality. Uh, when it comes mm-hmm. to things, and it's because you know every author you know has their own individual craft, I believe now you do have some mm-hmm. people who they get by by taking bites off of <laughs> other people's craft you yep. know and, and trying to create their own and so forth um but do you think that people specifically in the literary industry um have forgotten? you know, the roots of what writing is supposed to be about and what, you know, support um, is supposed to be about. Definitely. Um, It's quite evident that a lot of these writers just picked up a pen one day and say, oh, well, such and such is doing this, so I'm about to do it too. Mm -hmm. And that turned into one silly book after another. And and granted, Mm -hmm. I'm not the best writer in the world. Again, people, some people may not like what I do, but you can tell people who genuinely have a talent and a a want to do it. You know what I mean? Like writing for right. some people is like their breath. But right. then you have these other people that are doing it, chasing a dime. Everybody that claims they're getting money ain't necessarily getting it. And <laughs> that's not to say that you can't because you absolutely right. could. But a lot of people are writing a way that will – end at some point and when it Mm -hmm. ends they're not going to have anywhere to go because they place themselves in a box or they're in that barrel with the rest of the crabs and now okay this is the new wave that we need to jump on every wave is not for everybody so 
if everybody right. created their own lane, there's always something for somebody to write and read. So. Absolutely. Um, for you, um, I know that uh, the year will definitely be over before we know it. Um, and you've talked mm-hmm. about, um, and when tonight we've talked about the re-release. Uh, do you plan on re-releasing any of your other books, um, or um, are you going to be bringing the readers uh, something even better uh, before the new year? <laughs> I have a lot going on. Um, I will be releasing one more book this year. Um, this is another true life story. It's actually um, it's a domestic violence story, and oh, wow. it is loosely based off of my godmother who was murdered by her baby father. So oh, wow. I have that coming uh, by the end of the year. Um, next mm-hmm. year I will be re-releasing Girlfriends. Um, Little Mama Need Love 2, I'm completely rewriting that book. Like it will be mm-hmm. a totally different book from the previous one um, that was released. Um, I don't feel that that was one of my best works, and that's, you know, due to trying to get out of my contract. Like, I threw something together, and I was done. So I definitely have to rewrite that because I don't want people to think, well, what is this? (laughs) It's horrible. And I can say that there are are some people that liked it, but it was horrible. Like, nah, nope. And, um, (laughs) You know, Angie and I have the collaboration. Um, I have the Hoodoo novel, and I have three other I'm working on like five books. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's it right there. <laughs> I got a lot going on. Absolutely. But if I want to be that full-time writer, this is what I need to do. Absolutely, absolutely, and I know um, earlier you talked about as well as, um, you know, uh, turning um, some of your books, specifically the the book uh, Girlfriends, um, into a movie, into um, stage plays, all these different avenues. Um, I think, you know, all of it um, gets people um, as far as the exposure goes, and I'm glad that you um, have opened yourself up to that possibility because a lot of times, you know, people try to um, kind of stay in one area, you know, when it comes mm-hmm. to getting their stuff out there. Um, but, you know, for you early on, you have been able to see that, okay, this is where I want my books and this is where I want my writing to um, progress. And so um, for those um, aspiring authors out here, um, and I know a couple shows back, I believe when you first came on, we talked about getting into those um, publishing companies that that just ain't so right for us, you know, because mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of um, shady business and so forth going on. And so, um, you know, what is your advice um, to those seeking to get into this industry and and ho- how they should pre- be prepared? Because I feel like sometimes people just are not prepared and not equipped uh, when they step into different arenas. The first thing is. Do not believe that anybody is going to go harder for you than you will go for yourself. That's the first thing. Um, I personally feel that you should self-publish opposed to going through an independent publishing company. Not to say they're all bad, but definitely do your research. You know, how many people have they had on their roster? Are those people still there? What type of numbers did those people do? Were they only ebook authors? Did they have ebooks and paperbacks? Did their, you know, did the publisher um, help to cultivate their skills? You know, mm-hmm. something like that. Now, traditional publisher, that's something that you can try too. But um, with that, you would probably need a literary agent, and a lot of us don't have money to be paying people to do all of that. So I'm a person where if it's given to me, I don't appreciate it. So if I have to go out here and scrape my knuckles against the concrete and I work hard for it and then I get it, I'm going to adore that a little bit more. Like um, I've worked so hard for this and now I have to keep striving to reach higher and higher with that. So they have to have a clear and concise idea of what they're trying to do. Who is your target audience? What are you trying to do with this? Are you trying to one day have your work be studied in, in a college somewhere for whatever type of course, like what are you looking to do? Are you looking to just entertain? Are you looking to teach people something like 
have a general idea of what you want. And, again, so I don't even know what I want all the time, but one thing that I do always follow with whatever I do, if it feels good to my soul, this is what I should be doing. If my soul doesn't sit well with it, I'm not going to touch it at all. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. And so uh, for the folks out here, uh, LaVon, who um, may be interested um, in doing a collab with you, um, because I'm telling you guys, uh, she is a awesome writer. Um, and to those of folks who want to be able to purchase your books and all of those avenues, um, tell them where they can go uh, to purchase your books, um, but also um, to be able to connect with you. Okay, to purchase my books, you can get those on Amazon.com, or you can get them directly from me. Um, my Facebook author page is LaVon the Writer, L-E-V-O-N-N-E, the Writer. Um, some I accept readers on my personal page. I'm trying to <laughs> get away with having so many authors on there because I feel that defeats the purpose. Um, but yeah. if you did want to find me, Personally, LaVon Barber, L-E-V-O-N-N-E-B-A-R-B-E-R. On Twitter and Instagram, LaVon writes, L-E-V-O-N-N-E-W-R-I-T-E-S. And I plan to actually get a website pretty soon um, that will be everything LaVon. It'll be my books. It'll be my body products that I make by hand that are all organic. Like anything that I do will be on this website. Mhm. Mhm. Absolutely. So, and, and, you made a, now. and you made a great point a few seconds ago where you mentioned about um letting uh, you know uh, readers and and all of those on your page versus a lot of authors because if you think about it if you have a whole page full of authors all you're marketing to is other authors who are also mm-hmm. marketing. Uh, so it kind of you know keeps you in the, in the in a little box so to speak. So uh that that yeah. is definitely um, a good nugget for you guys to pick up on as well. And so before we get out of here, um, what kind of legacy um, does LaVon Barber want to leave behind when it comes to the literary industry? The legacy that I want to leave behind is that I was someone who was true to myself. I was someone that did not follow trends. I did what I wanted to do, how I wanted to do it unapologetically. Mm-hmm. And I entertained Absolutely. and taught you something at the same damn time. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely love it, you guys. So definitely uh, make sure you head on over to Amazon uh, to catch up with the latest and the greatest from LaVon Barber, you guys, as well as be on the lookout uh, for that collabo b- between her and Angie Liddell, uh, the main attraction um, coming out soon. Uh, you guys will definitely be in store for that, as well as upcoming projects uh, from LaVon also. Um, and make sure uh, once you purchase those books, make sure you leave her a review um, and share your thoughts on the stories and all those great avenues. And so you got any um, final words or thoughts you want to share with the listeners? Um, Just thank you and them <laughs> for having me yet again. It's always a good time when I am here and I just appreciate you for having this platform for us authors that people may not know. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. My pleasure. And uh, we know you, uh, you guys will be coming back soon. We gotta, we gotta get the scoop on that new collabo uh, uh, project between you and Angie. I know people are definitely uh, looking forward to that. And uh, so you guys will keep you up to date when we get those two uh, back on the show uh, to tell you all about that and more. And so I hope you have a great rest of your day and uh, thank you so much for coming on. Definitely appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right. You have a good one. You too. All right. All right, you guys. That was LaVon Barber. Make sure you go head on over to Amazon and check out her awesome books as well. Um, And we have a lot of awesome authors come on tonight. Carrie Anderson, make sure you guys go check her out. Um, We got great supporters and reviewers such as Robert uh, White from Robert's Reading Room and Reviews. Definitely go check him out on Facebook and YouTube as well. And to um, all of the callers on the lines, listening to those of you who have called in, uh, listening via Facebook, Twitter, um, 
man, um, all different avenues, iTunes, um, let's see here, um, man, uh, I uh, Apple Music, all of those uh, arenas. So we definitely appreciate you guys as well. And so make sure you guys come and check out and hang out with us next week. Uh, we got some more authors um, coming for you. We got some new authors as well coming in store for you next week. Uh, so we're going to get ready to get out of here, you guys. I am Bianca Fly. You guys have a great weekend. We're going to go out of here with Delon White. His song is entitled, All I Want to Do is See You Smile. Make sure you guys go and check out Delon White. A music available, iTunes. Amazon, Spotify, you name it, and make sure you go and connect with him on Facebook as well, you guys. I am Bianca Fly. You guys have a great weekend to our folks in North Carolina facing those storms. You guys be safe. Um, Protect yourself at all costs. Uh, So with that said, folks, we'll see you next week. Have a great one.
Yes, this is DeLon White, R&B soul singer of Ambient Records, and you are listening to Bianca Fly on her beautiful Butterfly Radio Show, part of the Vibration Radio Network, where she gives interviews, information, and covers all types of topics. Beyond the fly. Beyond the fly. 